Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Wellness Wednesday and also Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. This is Troubleshooting the Plateau, Part 4, which also serves as Episode 29 of the Rejuvenated Women podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Alex. Super excited to be here with you. Today, we are talking about one of those things that we probably don't talk about enough, but is very important when it comes to our health and overall well-being, and that is sleep. And so we are going to discuss, you know, we've talked about nutrition, we've talked about exercise at this point, we've talked about a few other things related to health and really getting through this plateau of, you know, you might feel stuck, like you're trying to do all the things and nothing's changing, nothing's happening. And so these, you know, we're starting to get into some of the less, less frequently looked at, I would say, areas that can really actually affect your ability to have energy and lose weight and, you know, feel good and, be healthy and have all those right things that you're doing actually work to get you somewhere. And so sleep is incredibly important. And you know, there's things that happen when we sleep that our body needs. For example, cortisol, our stress hormone, actually decreases at night when we are sleeping. And so that is one of the things that can really help with your body resetting and hormones balancing and all of these things that we need to have happen. Another thing that happens is human growth hormone, which is one of the things that helps you lose weight, actually increases at night. And so that's when it's at its highest level and doing the work that it needs to do. And there's a lot that can go wrong with sleep, okay? And it's not just having kids or, you know, there's so many things. Living in Alaska where the sun doesn't set for significant part of the year. It's, uh, you know, maybe you work swing shift. It's that we have access to technology and these and lighting and things that keep us awake longer than our normal circadian rhythm and that clock that our body has that tells us when it's time to go to sleep and when it's time to wake up. And so when these things are not working well, when you are not on a consistent sleep schedule or you are consistently going to bed too late at night because of the light being keeping you awake or you stay up too late watching TV or you're playing a game on your phone. Like there's all of these things, your kids won't go to sleep. All of these things will eventually start to impact our hormone levels and our ability to actually get somewhere when we are trying to say, start to lose weight. And and I don't even want to focus on the weight loss thing, but you know, when we're trying to actually heal to get our body to function normally, sleep is an incredibly important piece of that. And I'm also not just talking about getting eight hours of it. You know, our, each of us need a certain amount of sleep, but when we're not getting it, things start to go haywire. So our melatonin could be off. You may not be producing enough. If you have trouble falling asleep or you wake up in the middle of the night, for example, if you always wake up between one and 2 a.m., your liver is probably not working well. And so that's a sign that you actually need to do some detox and some work on your gut health. If you, you know, have trouble falling asleep and wake up hot night sweats, all the things We're talking about all the things here, okay? We have to really take some time to troubleshoot and deal with our sleep schedule and ourselves. And so there's two kind of routes I wanted to share in in going about this. And you really want to take some time 
to analyze, you know, I always talk about, I, I say the term morning routine and everyone like gets all excited, like, Ooh, we're going to talk about a new morning routine. I don't know what it is about that, but you know, we are, I want you to analyze and look at what does your morning look like? Like, how do you start your day? Are you starting it exhausted and like dragging and wondering how you're going to get out of bed and needing five cups of coffee just to be able to focus enough to like shower and get yourself out the door? Are you starting it feeling energized and with, you know, positive affirmations and maybe some yoga and some meditation? Are you like rolling out of bed and don't have time to do anything because you're just running from the moment that you get up and have so much to do in your day? You want to just look at what that looks like, okay? And what is your normal routine? And then really step back from that and look at what do you want it to look like and what what little tweaks can you make to start, you know, just, just start your day in a good way. And there's a couple of reasons why I'm starting here. We're also going to talk about your nighttime routine. But when we set ourselves up for a positive day, you know, regardless of our night's sleep, the quality, any of that, when we really set ourselves up with some positive, you know, influence, whether it's, for example, the thing I always do in the morning when I first wake up is I read my Bible. And that is just, you know, for me, that's what works. It gets me in a good frame of mind. And when I don't do that, I notice and I don't always have as good of a start of the day. And I, I get stressed out a lot more easily and more quickly. And like things just spiral out of control in a bigger way. So you really want to be intentional about that day. And then look at like, do you need to get up earlier? And if you do, can you go to bed earlier? <laughs> do you need to rearrange some things or like not have your phone next to your bed so that the first thing that you do is check email or, or do something that's going to automatically spike your stress level? Can you put some sayings or quotes or phrases or positive affirmations around your space that you see in the morning so that you know you're already starting your day in a positive way all of these things as silly as they might seem or as you know like oh that's a nice idea but that's not really going to work for me dr alex when you really intentionally do some of this stuff you start to help your body balance its hormones because it's you know reacting having a different physiological response to your start to the day. So that's morning routine. I really want you to just take some time and analyze and look at like what, what would be beneficial for you and really help you have a calm, like, and, and you also want to create, like what, what does your, what do you want your day to look like? How do you want to be in your, in your life and in your day and in existence? And, you know, how can you help set yourself up to actually achieve that in the morning? You may not always get there, for example, I had some stressful news come today. And so I've, I've been very aware of my patience. It's very thin with my kids and I'm kind of crabby and I know I need to just go take time and decompress and, and deal with it. And I'm about to go do that. And that's good. But, you know, I become aware of myself. So just really bring awareness to your day. Then with actually dealing with your sleep schedule, <laughs> you want to really pay attention to a couple of things at night. So there are some things that can really mess you up if you are on a health journey trying to do better and you know whether it's with eating with exercise with sleeping and you're just struggling and so you know you really want to be I, I talk to a lot of people who are like well I just can't go to sleep at night and so I'll ask what kinds of things are you doing at night oh well I watch a show or I you know I, I'm on my phone or I'm on a, a kindle and here's here's number one technology is not our friend when it comes to actually being able to fall asleep. This is true of kids, it's true of adults. And if you are spending time at night, you know, watching TV or on an iPad or a phone or a Kindle or, or whatever it is, 
the blue light from that those devices actually affects your brain and will keep you awake longer. So it's it's disrupting the normal patterning for circadian rhythm. And so then you are disrupting the normal patterning for your hormones doing what they need to do at night, your cortisol coming down and your body digesting food and your human growth hormone going up and oxytocin being produced in higher amounts, which is what the love hormone makes you feel loved and cared about and you know improves yourself worth. There's a lot that happens in our, during our sleep time and we have to actually hit that deep REM sleep. So the first thing you wanna look at is are you awake on technology late at night? And if you are, can you back it up? Again, we're backing things up so that you stop, say an hour, ideally would be two hours before bed, but you know at least an hour before you bed, you get off of that stuff. You read an actual book. You, you know, talk to your spouse, you play board games with your kids, like do something that doesn't involve technology. That's easier said than done. We live in a house where like TV is a staple of what we do in the evenings. And I'm just aware of that. And so I have, for at least my youngest son and I, um, we both wear blue light blocking glasses because I know that it affects me and that it helps me to have those on. So there's, there's some options there too. But you really want to look at what does your nighttime routine look like. Number two is chronically, many of us, so many of us will eat too late at night. And so we will either have a late dinner because we're busy, we're out doing stuff, especially in Alaska this time of year where I am, you know, everyone's like out partying until 10 p.m. because it looks like it's 5 p.m. And, and we've got, you know, fishing to do and, and all this stuff to do outside. And so then we're eating too late. And when you eat too late, your body doesn't get a chance to really rest and digest. And so it will, you know, keep you awake, you'll feel full and kind of blah, and you won't actually digest your food fully, which is then going to set off a whole slew of reactions in your body and inflammation and cortisol is going to increase and all this stuff is going to go haywire again. So that's number two. And then the third thing is, you know, if you really are struggling with either being able to get to sleep or stay asleep when you get there and you're using health you know sleeping aids whether it's melatonin or maybe you've been actually prescribed sleeping medication or you know you've gone down one of these roads you really want to look at like first address the bedtime routine what does that look like how do you let your same way we were waking up with an intention in the morning and you know being intentional about how we start our day you really want to look at how do you calm down at night and how do you intentionally set yourself up for sleep. And if you are doing all of these things already, then you know that's where we really want to come in with, okay, how can we come in and support you, the individual, in figuring out what's causing the sleep disturbance. But if you are not doing all those things, which I would say 99% of the time, people who are, you know, needing sleep aids, needing some of this stuff, it's it's because there's not really intentional bedtime. You know, can you meditate? Can you do some deep breathing? Can you journal? Can you read a book that will like calm you down instead of keep you awake? I, I know myself and I know other people who have trouble reading at night because we'll stay up until like 3 a.m. because we're really into what we're reading, okay? I do this too often, I will say. Um, and so, you know, so if you know that about yourself, maybe don't read at night right before you go to bed, right? So you really, like my, my big thing that I wanna share in this area is just A, stressing the importance of sleep and that we need to get it. And then B, 
is really looking at those two routines and the intentions that you have in both how you wake up and how you go to sleep. Because you'll find that when you really bring some consistency and schedule and routine to both your morning and your evening, you will start to sleep better. You will start to feel better. Your energy will actually come up and you'll be able to really transition into good sleep. And good things happen when we sleep at night, right? On multiple, multiple levels. So hopefully this information serves you as just a springboard springboard for ideas on how can I really take control and ownership over my sleep cycle. And you know, inside of there, there are there's there's a few things I didn't talk about yet, like natural things you can do to help yourself go to sleep. So things like chamomile tea or sleepy time tea are great. We love to use those in our house. There's several essential oils that can help calm you down. Lavender is the most common one. There's a certain segment of the population that lavender actually wakes them up. I'm in that segment. So, you know, we use more um, the grounding or balance blend is, is our favorite thing to do. There are, um, and that's through doTERRA specifically. Um, some people really like vetiver is another one that can help just calm the system. You're really just looking for things that help calm you down. Um, you know, if you have a thyroid issue or if you're dealing with some hormone imbalances, a lot of times your melatonin will also be off. And so, you know, you might want to look at a low dose natural way to, to use melatonin. I wouldn't do that without a doctor's input, whether it's mine or somebody else's uh, before you go down that route. But, you know, before you get to all that, to using medications to try to help you with this, you really want to take the time to look at what you're doing at nighttime to help yourself calm down and get ready for bed and what you're doing in the morning to help yourself really wake up and have an awesome day because that's what it's really all about. So I hope this serves you, whether you're watching this live or catching our podcast a little later. Um, you know, we're going to continue this conversation. We have three more episodes in this series coming up where we're going to continue talking about the things to do to troubleshoot. And with this specific topic, you know, if you have questions, if you have if you have an awesome morning or nighttime routine that you want to share with our community, or if you have questions about how the heck you actually create one of those, I would love to have this conversation happening. So please post in the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women group. Um, you can also feel free to just message me or or email me. But let's you know let's have a discussion about around this and really help support each other because I know there's some people who really nail this, and there's others who are like I don't even know where to start. With, with getting routine and, and really bringing attention to that. So please share those things in the comments um, or start a new thread in the group. I'm, I'm good with both. And I will see you next week. All right, bye. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. 
Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.